Hello and welcome to Another Look, a podcast about anything and everything that we feel deserves another look. Love it, hate it, or somewhere in between, today we are talking about The Invisible Man. And I'm your host, Jeremy McKinley. So, The Invisible Man. Directed by Leigh Whannell, the movie takes a contemporary spin on the character originally created by the great, late H.G. Wells. It stars Elizabeth Moss, Oliver Jackson, Aldous Hodge, and Harriet Dyer. Now, uh, from the jump, I originally had no plans to see this movie. Uh, Not because it looked bad or anything like that, but more because the trailer showed too much. And whenever a trailer shows too much of the movie, I get worried. Like, they show you all the money shots. You don't think that on its own the premise could draw in an audience. And so even if the movie is good, I feel like I'm going to see most of the surprising shots in the trailer. So when I watch the movie, I'm going to be saying, oh, here's that scene from the trailer or here's that scene from the trailer. So I was a bit of a meh. And also, you know, it just looked like another generic kind of slasher movie, but with an invisible guy, which, you know, we've all seen before. Uh, It's been done. Last time it was probably done seriously, and I'm not saying done well, but just done seriously, was in the movie Hollow Man with Kevin Bacon. I also didn't know until a few days before seeing the movie who the director was. Now, I'm the kind of film guy that's got to be sold on a film by who's making it, so you can tell me who's in it, I don't care. Uh, Who's writing it, that will probably intrigue me, and more importantly, who's directing it. So, if from the get-go, the movie was advertised as from the director of Upgrade, then I would respond with, Yeah, Negro, that's all you had to say. The plot of the movie is pretty simple. A girl runs away from her abusive boyfriend, super rich tech boyfriend, think Mark Zuckerberg with huge controlling anger management issues. Uh, He allegedly kills himself, and she's paranoid that he somehow is still around. The title kind of explains the mystery a bit, but it actually works in the film's favor. So I don't want to go into the plot too much other than that, because I can't really say like, oh, what's moving that thing around? Or why? what's tormenting her when the movie is called The Invisible Man? Duh, it's somebody that's invisible. So let's get on with it, shall we? So take the classic Hitchcock setup. Uh, you have two men having a conversation in a room. Then let only the audience know that there is a bomb in that room. The tension comes not from the reveal of the bomb nor the explosion, but rather, at what point is this bomb going to go off? The same could be said for this movie as it lives and breathes on this very technique of storytelling. The camera work is slow and methodical. Uh, sometimes it'll pan to a space in the room where no one is there. Wink, wink. It works very well in giving the audience that sense of paranoia, uh, that feeling of being watched in an empty room, a feeling that Elizabeth Moss delivers masterfully in spades. The film itself pretty much hangs on the authenticity of her performance as a victim of abuse, uh, trying to slowly regain her sense of self while trying to not be driven mad by her invisible stalker. The abusive relationship itself is a great foundation or a great way to ground this somewhat science fiction type story. Uh, This movie was made for $9 million, so I like that they took a smaller approach to telling the story, where the invisible part is the premise or the thing or the gimmick meant to get you into the movie, but 
in terms of the story, it's a story that we can not necessarily re- not necessarily everyone can relate to, but we can understand uh, that we that there are people out there that have been abused and that are currently being abused, and that can get you emotionally hooked into the story because spectacle can only keep you around for so long. In terms of the supporting cast, uh, they're all good as well, but it's definitely made clear that this is Elizabeth Moss's movie, as she is front and center for pretty much 100% of this movie. The action in this movie is also excellent. Uh, Being that it came from the same director as Upgrade, I expected nothing less. Now, mind you, this movie is nowhere near as action-heavy as Upgrade, nor is it as gory, but it is brutal, and the actors do a great job of selling the hits, especially because those hits are done by people that aren't really there on set, but they have to really sell getting the shit beat out of them by an invisible assailant. Uh, the action, however, does border on unbelievable at points, uh, mostly dealing with strength. Because, I'm going to be honest, uh, the way Elizabeth Moss's character gets tossed around like a beach ball in this movie uh, did stab at my suspension of disbelief a bit. Invisibility, yes. Superhuman strength, eh. But in terms of flaws, uh, there are some some logistical holes when it comes to characters getting from one place to another, and I mean places that are hundreds of miles uh, apart. So uh, just a bit of things where if you start thinking about the details on things to a point, you're like that doesn't make much sense. But it's more it's more logistic it's more logistical and uh, plot than character. And for me, uh, if you have if you have a strong leading character and a strong story for the most part, I can kind of let that slide. But something I cannot let slide is a um, is the Invisible Man himself. Uh, he is a bit of a two dimensional character. Uh, very scary, a very scary character, uh, yes, but not very well fleshed out. Everything we learn about him is through exposition. Now, it's good exposition, you know, it's someone explaining their experience, so it doesn't come across as clunky in terms of stopping to look at the audience to say, here's what I've been through, because uh, she actually acts most of uh, her fear uh, based on that past relationship very well. It's just that when it comes to him, he he's not doesn't seem human. And and I, I, I mean that in like the sense that like he is completely un unaware of people's feelings and I know they call him a sociopathic narcissist in the movie so I, I guess that's a way to get around in a shorthand easy writer's way of having a character just unsympathetic and also just a character that doesn't connect or feel bad when they do horrible horrible things but I really feel like uh, they could have at least given him something human to connect with uh, a human motivation that isn't just uh, a need for control or or if he has a whole thing where he has a need for control in this movie obviously which is why she's trying to get away from him and i just wish that that need for control came from a more human more understanding place so that he felt realer because yeah he's, he's definitely just a kind of a slasher here because he does totally get off on a tormenting this poor woman but it does make for some great scares and some and some great tension i will say that about two-thirds of this movie not spoiling anything is uh it's very patient it's very slow very methodical it takes its time it lets you feel the paranoia and it lets you constantly be aware of the background even though you know that you're dealing with an invisible man you're constantly you're constantly looking for signs of somebody there constantly paranoid constantly wondering if you're being watched
other than that, all in all, this was a fun, suspenseful flick, and I highly recommend you check this out, as I am going to give it an 8 out of 10. Thank you for joining me for another look. You can message us on Facebook at Another Look. You can tweet at us at Another Look, which that is with three O's. And you can listen to our podcast through the Podbean app at slash Another Look. I am Jeremy McKinley. Thank you for joining me.